Hey everyone, welcome to the Passion and Purpose podcast. We're about to jump into a series of podcasts from what we call the Young Adult Revival and Reformation Summit. We gathered some young adults from around the movement to talk about how can you begin leading your generation to see revival and reformation, not just in your city or your nation, but across the globe. In this time, we had the opportunity to hear from Jimmy, as well as many others, including Clarence Hill, our pastor, Antioch Norman, and just some absolutely incredible content that we just had to share with you guys. So we hope that you enjoy some of these talks from the Young Adult Revival and Reformation Summit. Enjoy. Hey everybody, here with the Passion Purpose Podcast, and you know, I'm just so grateful that you guys are traveling with us on this journey, and the the great thing about the journey in Jesus is that God brings you friends. Uh, He really does. He brings you men and women who love Him, and we find each other. And when we find each other, you want to stick, man. You want to just say, all right, we found each other. Then the other thing is always when you find each other, then there's always something that God wants to do with you and through you together. And one of those privileges that Laura and I have had is getting to be friends and now co-laborers with Clarence and Alicia Hill. And uh, Clarence and Alicia lead our church plant in Antioch, Norman, but also uh, lead out in citywide initiatives, family and marriage, and so many other things. And um, we're going to kind of introduce, I'm just going to introduce Clarence to you today. We're going to start going back and forth a little bit here. Uh, But this will be the beginning of several podcasts we'll do over the next year. And uh, But Clarence, just to get us started, just give me a little context of you and Alicia's life, what got you to Jesus, kind of where you're coming from, what, and then we'll just talk about those life messages that God's put on your heart. Right on. You know, it's been just an amazing journey, and amazing is like increasing just to be able to sit here and meet this Antioch family. You know, mm-hmm. we've been with the Antioch family for less than three years. Wow. We were set up to be a part of this. You know, we got invited in 2017 to speak at World Mandate right around the time where there was so much uh, racial division and tension that was Mm -hmm. pouring out into the streets. Mm -hmm. And it just seems that with Alicia and I, you know, we gave our lives to Jesus. And one thread that's kind of been uh, really near to our hearts has been this theme of unity. Mm. So, you know, wherever the spirit of division was destroying, it seemed that God would cause us to show up and want to and and have us grabbing that vision of God to say mm. how does God want this to look so we started with marriages and families mm. and uh, we were kind of like the um, group that did discipleship like family life would come through town and do the weekend seminar sure. seminars they were like the Bill, Billy Graham evangelistic group the one weekend a year but we would be in the lobby so we could invite couples into community mm. so that they could have that permanent joy and live out the things that they were learning. Then it was church unity, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden in 2015, there was this uh, just outcry of racial division in mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. And every single one of these things has caused us to drive into the Word of God mm. and into prayer and mm. say, God, how do you see this thing? Mm. And man, when I look at it, at all of these situations, I'm like, mm-hmm. these are the church's platforms yes. to show the beauty of Christ's answers. Mm-hmm. So 
we love carrying that. And then when we saw Antioch, we were like, oh, my goodness, this is a missional people who love God. Mm. It was an answer to our prayers mm. to be a part of this movement. Mm. So let me let me uh, let's just kind of go off that. You just we we're here together at a young adult conference and we were just talking about unity. And you talked about all these this calling to unity, but it always begins with identity. Yes. So tell me, you know, take us through that. Yeah. Where, where do you see that? Where do you see identity being the key to unity? Because a lot of people say, man, I want unity in the church, and, or I want unity in my marriage, or I want unity in, among yeah. races. But where does it all begin? Yeah, you know, uh, when, when you go through pain, and, and that's usually, it's usually somewhere where there's division. Someone's experiencing pain. I'm not seen. I'm not valued. I'm not appreciated. Right. I'm being mistreated. And a lot of Time. That is the case. It's legit, right? Yeah. yeah many times it's That is legit. the case. Yeah. So how do you dig out of something like that? You know, when it comes to couples with uh, husbands and wives, you're going to get a level of brokenness from both sides. Yes. And to the degree that Christ has built us up so we know who we are, it's to the degree that we can actually give out of our overflow to others. Mm. You know, even sometimes when we don't fully understand, God, why are you telling me to do this? If we'll just obey what the word says, that's part of identity. I'm a disciple of Jesus. Mm. Since I'm a disciple of Jesus, it says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Mm. Now, whether I've studied out all of the riches of why that (laughs) concept, whether I've gone to the doctors and they've shown me all the medical benefits of not sleeping with with bitterness. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. If I just obey that simple command, all of a sudden I bear the fruit. Mm. I'm never going to bed with bitterness. Well, Mm. how did I get there? I said, I'm a disciple of Christ before I'm an angry husband. Mm. I'm a disciple of Christ before I'm caring about my own feelings and Mm. need to mentally figure everything out. Mm. I remember so many times, Alicia and I, who's my wife of 21 years, we would get in some kind of spat and, you know, both of us would go to our corners, our prayer corners and stuff. And man, I'd get off my knees and God's like, go give her a kiss. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. That's a difficult kiss. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> there we go. There, There's your discipleship right there, Clarence. Don't mm. tell me about winning the world and winning the city. Give your wife a kiss. That's going to help break the walls down. So mm. because I know who I am, I'm a disciple first. I'm not going to defend myself first. My identity produces that. So in the same way, you know, you get to... Let's say church unity. Right. Boy, I feel like everybody has an assignment, just like a husband and a wife. Alicia carries gifts and graces in her life that I don't have. Yes. I love being alone. I love the secret place. The secret place for me, because of my brokenness, was my Linus blanket. Mm. I mean, that's where Humpty Dumpty got put back together again. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Man, he he heals my soul. He knows me. He hears me. He understands me. So I love being alone with God. Mm. My wife is a people person. She's a connector. Mm -hmm. So my tendency would be to pull away more than other people need me to. Mm. So I lean on my wife in that area. Mm -hmm. Same thing I feel like with churches and with movements. I look at the Antioch movement and I'm like, Today, if ever, the church is trying to figure out why are Sunday services not feeding people the mm. way they're supposed to be. Mm. Well, God raises up a Jimmy Seibert, 
who helps us to understand that there's three circles you've got to hit mm-hmm. before the fourth. Mm-hmm. You've got to have personal devotions, you've got to have two or three discipling, mm-hmm. and then you've got to have house-to-house mm-hmm. with life groups where you have community face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Then celebrate on Sunday. Right. Well, what, what's that? That's God giving Jimmy Cyber an, an assignment. Mm-hmm. Now, since we respect that, that means I need to receive from you in that space. Mm-hmm. You need to disciple me and share mm. with me what you know, mm. and you'll catch my cracks faster than I can catch my own. Mm. Well, that's me knowing who else is laboring in our midst so we can be strong. So you could take that revelation on and on, but even mm. with, with, with uh, the racial identity and the crisis that's there, first of all, I'm a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I know that God chose me before time began. Ephesians mm. 1, we were known in him before the foundations of the world. Mm chosen in him before the foundation of the world. So that means he chose me to be an African-American. He chose me to be black. He chose me to be born into this world with a history of pain when it comes to American society. Mm -hmm. I was going to hear it growing up. I was going to be called the N-word on the way to to the bus stop. That was my introduction to school as a child. We were going to come home crying to our dad like that. They won't stop calling us the N-word. Dad, who loves the Bible, was transformed by the scriptures, who broke our family out of mm. uh, the curse of sin. He's going to tell us, son, do you know who you are? Mm. Yes, there it is. Identity. Oh. And that's what he would say to you. Every, that was his response. Every single... He wasn't walking us to the bus stop. He wasn't mm. going to wow. give a mean face to all the white kids that were calling us names. He said, do you know who you are? Mm. And what would he do? Would he then tell you who you are early on, or did he have you repeat back who you are, or we just leave it hanging? What was he, the? He, he would have us answer the questions. How, how would you answer the question? I am not a nigger. That's oh. that, I just have to say it just as blunt sure. as it was going on sure. right yeah, there yeah, when yeah, I was yes. a kid. Yeah, yeah. That's not who I am. Yeah. That's not what God says about me. I, that's not who I am. Mm then why are you letting what they say impact you? Jeez, wow. Thank you, Jesus. So now, out of my identity, now that my heart has been strengthened, since I know who I am, now I can make room for others to walk with me. So out of my identity, if I know Mm. who I am, I can bring unity. Just like between churches. Mm -hmm. You get a church flourishing over here, Mm. and then the smaller church feels intimidated. Mm. Who are you? What's your assignment? Let that church do their assignment. Mm. And then celebrate them mm. for the strength and grace God has in their life. Because if all of us are honest and we've gone deep enough with God, nothing that we're doing is outside of his grace. Right. Well, or insignificant, right? Boom. The yes. devil's always trying to reinforce that you're less than or not of value, yep. right? So whether it's our race or whether it's our standing in life or our economic situation, there's always this mantra in life. And it's reinforced by the world. It's legitimately yes. reinforced. But as, if we know our identity yeah. and we know our assignment, yeah. then there's always value. That's right. And then if I turn around and know that you're valuable and you have an assignment and I need relationship yeah. with you, then we're cooking, right? Yep, yep. So, so, uh, uh, just, so we got this identity piece, huge. And you had said just earlier about uh, in marriages, right? Um, you can't sacrificially give unless you know who you are. That's right. That's and right. when somebody finally knows who they are, they can always be the giving and the healing part of the relationship, right? That's right. So it takes somebody 
to be clear about who they are as a son or daughter of God and a willingness to be a disciple of Jesus. But if that somebody gets a hold of it, then we start a chain reaction of healing, right? There's an opportunity. That's right. Get, so take me, take me into that. And, 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 you know, it frees us because once I know who I am, I can operate out of overflow. Hmm. Relationships don't work um, or they struggle because when I enter in, my need is driving it. Mm. I'm yes. needy, needy, needy. I need this. I mm. need this. And so I have an expectation on you. So I'm not coming in looking to see what I can give. Mm. I am looking for you to feel something in me. Mm. And anyone who's done any type of marriage counseling knows that your spouse does not complete you. Right. Right. You can complement one another right. and become something greater. But you've got to know, what do I bring into this relationship? The world sets up these filters that says, okay, if you're a certain skin color, you should be the giver. Right. If you're at a certain wealth status, you mm-hmm. should be the giver. Mm. But Jesus comes and he flips the whole thing and mm-hmm. he says, guess what? You see everybody that just gave the offering in the treasury? Right. You know who actually gave the most? It was the widow. The one with the least. The one with the least. But it's proportional. Her mm-hmm. sacrifice was greater. So her virtue in heaven, mm. her inner virtue was greater than all of the rich people in the line. Mm. So character has nothing to do mm-hmm. with skin color. Character mm. has nothing to do with mm-hmm. wealth. Character has nothing to do with your birth status that mm. this certain people group. So that's when we have to know who we are. What's mm. my worth before God? I can give. Mm. I can be a lover of Jesus and mm. The same level as anybody else in the mm, world, mm. so no one else has control over that thing. Mm. So how can I be one? How can I be a person who creates space for us to be one? It's harder to get me offended. Mm. It's harder for me to blame you for being selfish because when I'm mm. coming into the relationship, I'm asking God, where can I give what you've given me? Right. Oh. I mean, all of this is like, you know, the three-day seminar, right? But, right. but let's, just, let's, just, let's just get it down here, okay? So Jesus uh, uh, gave himself yep. for us that we might be free from sin and selfishness so we may give ourselves to others, right? If we know we're good with Jesus, yep. if we know our salvation's clear, our hopes, our help, all that stuff, then it allows us then to be a giver, yep. right? And where people get funky in any relationship is when the need's driving it, because here's the deal. On the wrong day, you're not going to meet my need. That's right. And I only got one person to exclude, to get to light up on or whatever, and that's you. Yep. And it doesn't matter what the issue is, right? It doesn't mean we're not needy. I'm going to be honest. I've got need. I need you, Clarence, yep. and you yep. need me. This that's is right. not minimizing that's our right. need. But in the end, I'm not expecting you to meet my need for Jesus mm-hmm. uh, in order for us to walk together. Yep. And on the days that you don't meet my needs, you're still my brother yep. Yep. because I need you. Anyway, I know we're getting a little psycho babble here, but, but it's huge. It huge. Is. Give us a couple more thoughts on neediness versus yeah. how do I communicate need without being needy? It, this conversation is such a game changer. Um, you know, when you're thinking about, okay, for, for me, um, there are certain settings where I know maybe even as a black person, 
someone is looking at me and they're like, oh, he's just wanting to build a relationship with me mm. because he wants something. Mm. <laughs> so, oh. so there, there's where oh. I need Jesus. That's where I need the Holy Spirit because this may be a person mm. that God wants me in a relationship with. Right. I may be aware that there's something that we need to do together because I know I need the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians 12. Yes. I don't see everything. Mm. I don't have everything. Mm. Um, I don't understand everything. Mm. Mm. And so for me, sometimes the posture of entering a relationship where I know I may be interpreted wrongly mm. is it's, it's, it's a tough. little wonky, and then I, yeah. I've got to go through some soul searching. But here's identity again. Mm. I have learned I'm a son of God, and I'm not going to trust my mind, the part of my mind that was formed by pain, mm. what I think's going to happen in the relationship, mm. what I think a person who looks this skin color or looks from this wealth background mm. or whatever um, judgments I have in my heart sure. and my mind. I'm not going to let that block thing. I'm going to pray my way into that. So I've got to honestly say, you may be in a situation where you look like the needy one on the outside. Yes. But watch every single time that when we show up where God sends us, mm. that he will bring it about. Let me, let me give an example. Yeah, give an example. Um, so in Oklahoma City, some of the work that we do is probably not the popular work. So we put people at tables so that they can hear one another's stories. Now, to some people who talk about racial conversations, they're like, that's not aggressive enough. Mm. They kind of look like that's too soft. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you've got the group that's saying, um, I don't even want to talk about it because that mm-hmm. stuff is over and done. Right. We're coming in the kingdom and saying, we're just creating platform for this group to come together mm. and to love one another. My value is knowing this is an assignment. This is how God said to do this thing. So when I see this, I'm like, okay, Jesus is bringing together these disciples. Mm. What's going to happen at the end of this story? The world needs me. They think they need him as a king when actually they need him to lay his life down. Mm. So sometimes we have to put ourselves in spaces where people don't understand our assignments, but later on they'll understand. Mm. Well, again, you know, and, and maybe this is uh, just a way to pause today. I'm just saying this. This is a pause, you guys. We are gonna we're gonna play out several podcasts here uh, in the in the future in 2020 uh, with Clarence. But let's just pause to say, um, Jesus is the one that makes everything work. My own intimacy with Jesus, my own vulnerability and honesty with my pain, with the reality of my life. Uh, in community is what begins that process of taking these layers off that are causing disunity. Yeah. Right? So I come to Jesus and to people. I don't run from Jesus and from people and get to a godly solution. That's right. So the people of God have the answer. Now, I know we're we're all disappointed in the people of God, quote-unquote, where they have uh, wrongly... Um, uh, administrated or spoken for God and His people, but there's a there's a there is uh, to me um, there's a new generation 
There's a new word of the Lord. There's a new people that God's raising up who are of a different spirit. It's true. And that's that's if you're listening to this and you say, man, I want to be of a different spirit, then we want to encourage you to keep joining us in the journey. And maybe what I would say is this. There's a, a familiar passage, Colossians 1, 13 through 18, or really you go all the way to 21. None of it's going to hurt you, by the way. And you just start praying, God, let me see who you are. Let me see how you work and bring me together with the people who believe in you and your word is the solution to all things. You just take Colossians 1, uh, kind of 13 through 18, or again, go on down, and begin to pray that prayer, and God will begin to network you with people who have like heart, like mind, who are not of a political spirit or of a religious spirit, but of a kingdom spirit. I love you, my brother, and I'm looking forward to 2020. Oh, We're going to be a listening. part of what God's doing because yeah. uh, he is on the move. Yes, he is. Love yes, you, brother. Is. Love you, too. Thanks so much again for tuning into this podcast. Again, we are so grateful that you jumped in with us today. and We wanted to let you know that our worship arm, Antioch Music, just released a new album called The Underground Sessions. We hope it will be a huge blessing to you and whoever you share it with. We hope you have an amazing day. And remember, for any information you need to know, go to jimmycybert.com or antioch.org. See you later.